0: all right hello everyone well are you ready are you ready <laughs> hey folks i was gonna say hey
1: folks how's it going but i think that's pewdiepie's thing or and we're the game grumps
0: Ooh, or uh, hello everybody we are neon valley Mark, Mark. a plier
1: oh <laughs> oh plier i like it uh wait uh, but
0: that's just a valley
1: i was gonna do that one next a neon valley thanks for podcast
0: This is our movie club, uh, the little extra episode we post every Thursday where we talk about a movie that was suggested the week prior. So, Mitchell, well, last week I suggested that we watch Truman Show you to r- wrap up our uh, Very carry Christmas, or Jim Sember, as I wanted to call it, because I it was going to go past Christmas. So, yep. uh, but whatever, you know. It carried over. Yeah. This is a democracy or whatever. Mitchell, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you thought about this movie?
1: This is a really good movie. Um, oh, my yeah, God.
0: it's a good one, dude. It's a good movie. I, I,
1: this, out of all the movies, I think I wrote the least amount of notes for. Wow. Because I was so engaged in the movie. Like there was times like I wrote down a note, looked down, looked up, and I'm like, oh, did I miss something? It would rewind it a little bit.
0: Mm. I actually I did pause this movie a lot to take notes for the same reason because I think since I had seen it before i I thought this time I wanted to watch it from a a very analytical view, almost trying mm-hmm. to find like little nuances or little story beats or little things that I'm like, oh, maybe this is a reference to this and and I, I will say, I actually have more than I thought because I thought this movie kind of wore its message on its sleeve, in a sense, because it kind of does. It's it's very yeah. obvious from the start. But I think there's a lot more to it than it even says. But I want you to tell me a little bit more about your adventure with this movie.
1: Yeah, so the movie opens up and you get credits, which, especially in this time, very not surprising to get credits at the start of a movie. I don't remember what it was About it, it might have been the kind of interviews that you're getting in the very beginning. But I think one of my first, or no, it wasn't the note. But one of the first things I was thinking is like, I think these credits are meant to be for the story within the movie and Mm -hmm. not the movie itself.
0: Yeah, because it says like Truman, uh, yeah, uh, Barkman. No, it's uh, a it. Halle Berry Bur- Burbank because of the L.A. town. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. Truman Burbank as himself or something it says in the title. And then it says directed by Kristoff. And it's like you kind of can tell that those aren't real names because, you know, it stars Jim Carrey. So you're like, wait, who's right? Yeah. Who's that?
1: Now it opens up and he's kind of walking outside and says, uh, Good morning good afternoon, and if I don't see a good evening, or, or something along the lines of that. I think it's that. I just think I put something out of order there. And right off the jump, the first thing I wrote was, so does he know his life is filmed?
0: Mm. Oh, so you questioned out the gate whether or not he was in on it?
1: Yeah, because I was like, it was a bit of an introduction, but I, I couldn't entirely tell just yet. I also realized... Uh, I wrote, I didn't realize he was typecasted for running away from jobs. Because like the past couple movies we've seen with him there's a point where he's going to his job and then he runs away from it.
0: That's true. He's like the Mark Wahlberg of his time. He doesn't do that no more. By I'm way, not have doing you, this anymore. I don't, I don't mean to derail this, but have you seen the trailer for the latest Mark Wahlberg movie? Yeah. It's literally about a guy who doesn't do that anymore. Do that anymore. It's just entirely. Dude, I couldn't believe me and Audrey, I laughed so hard. I I could not believe it. We've
1: made that joke for years.
0: Yeah, I guess people don't know what we're talking about. I we we have this inside joke where Mark Wahlberg's character is always someone who just doesn't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, like he was a sniper, like he just doesn't I don't do that no more. You know? And then he was like a marine, I don't do that no more. And he was a football player, and he was like, I don't do that no more like he's always this character anyway we're not talking about him right now um so yeah yeah the movie started off i did love that intro because i love the those interviews uh with the director the, his wife his friend because there's one line that i love because it's it's like it's literally the the core of the philosophical question that this movie kind of raises is his friend uh, marlon
1: marlon yes marlon brando
0: uh, his friend says, "None of this is fake. It's merely controlled. And I think that that's an insane fucking
1: like that's a manipulative manipulative line.
0: It's manipulative, but it's also, is it not how you would describe like religion? Like if someone asked you to describe how God controls the universe, you would say, oh, it's not it's not, you know, like fake." just controlled it's an interesting way to describe something that's innocuous that could either be genuine or not genuine you know like I I think it's it's, it's interesting yeah
1: no no I, I agree with that in the opening you get the viewpoint of a camera when his neighbors talking to him right
0: I think so I
1: think that was one of the parts too where I was like does he realize this is happening right now? Which, Again, they... they,
0: they which do they do explain later. Oh, yeah, 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 With, like, the tiny cameras and things like that. And
1: Although that was very obvious, like, once you realize it was a camera, because there's just this black bulb on the side of a trash can, and he's walking up to him every morning holding the trash can up like this.
0: Well, it's like some of the cameras were really obvious, and then some of them yeah. weren't, because I think... The implication was that his wedding ring is a a camera. Because at the beginning, there's a shot of him like, whoa, Pluto, when the dog jumps up. And you can kind of see the dog jumping up at him. And then it shows a shot of his hand. And his ring is like a big black emerald. And I'm assuming that that's a camera. And I think that's hilarious that they were able to, like, trick him into just carrying a camera around all the time. It's insane how hilarious this movie is. But also, like... Very sad and disheartening when you really think about it, and it really kind of pulls you back and forth between those two emotions so much. In but in a beautiful way, like some movies, I think, fail at trying to be a comedy and a drama, but this is one yep. of those perfect examples of like perfect balance. Yeah, there's never a moment where you're like, Oh, this shouldn't be funny, or Oh, this shouldn't be dramatic, like yep. it plays it out perfectly. So yeah, does that lead us into like he kind of has his normal you get a set up for his normal life, quote unquote,
1: routine. Um, he's grabbing the magazine and The light falls it, from the sky. That okay, that was the the big kicker where where he was looking at it really confused. And that's where I was like why are you confused by this if you know your life He doesn't going know. To-
0: yeah, which I think to be fair if you had seen this movie when it came out in the height of it's the whole trailer was the point is like he doesn't know he's being filmed this is his life you know oh, like
1: and i tried to avoid as much as i could in terms yeah. of like when i looked up to make sure i had the right movie i don't look at the summaries because i want to go into it entirely fresh yeah uh, i think a good movie should translate even if you don't know what you're walking into
0: yeah which i i think christoph says a line at the beginning, the the director, I think he says something along the lines of like, Truman is real and everything else is controlled or a facade or something like that. So yeah. I, I think that's supposed to be the initial detail. But again, this movie was very much promoted as something that was like, he, know, he doesn't know he's being... The part that I, I had realized, okay, I don't think he knows...
1: Because I was like, that's kind of suspicious. But not in the sense of, like, I, I think it's bad writing. Was in the car, he's listening to the radio. And they're like, oh, uh, something fell from an aircraft from the sky today. Trying to looked-
0: trick him. Yeah.
1: Yep. And it was very clear. I'm like, okay, so there is a, a hidden agenda. Everyone was kind of looking at him differently in in all the scenes where he was engaging with people. It, it became very clear. And then when he's at his job, I'm like, okay. he's on tv why wouldn't he have a job oh and the other part i was like are these people providing commercials while talking to him because there's times his wife is talking to him about oh the this brand of the thing that does this
0: yeah and i'm like slicer yeah
1: (laughs) why this this you're saying it like it's a commercial and again the whole yeah the whole point is it is a TV show about his life. It, it's being filmed twenty four hours, so this was this was live streaming technically. This yeah, is a Twitch live stream. This this, this is, is
0: weirdly prolific in a way, or prophetic. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, 98. You're talking way before any live streams. Also, the technology holds up. Like he's using like iPads, looking things that like they didn't oh, have anything yeah. close to an iPad yet, and yet. The future
1: ripped off this movie.
0: Basically. Uh, Yeah, maybe it's a case of life imitating art, imitating life. We have the
1: spear in Las Vegas.
0: True. Architectural wonder. True men. True man. Free guy? True man? Did you notice the similarities, by the way?
1: Watch the free guy. Ah, Now now that you say it there there is a lot but watch uh scourges free guy review he's really passionate about that project he's entirely wrong and go tell him why he's wrong i do reference
0: truman in that in that video so only for a couple seconds but yeah uh yeah so we're gonna move past ryan reynolds uh i so one of the things i did notice when this this the light falls by the way this is one of my deeper analysis notes is that it was called Sirius uh nine, and that's one of actually the main stars in the sky, one of the brightest, so the implication mm. is that the light was a star that's at night yeah. lights up obviously uh, you know, but what I think is interesting is that this was a star that actually feeds into religious mythology when it comes to the birth of Christ, and I oh and I have. I I was gonna save this for a little later, but I'll I'll say this now that I think that this movie may have an a a kind of Jesus allegory. I think Kristoff is playing God and Truman is Jesus, and he basically dies and is reborn through his sins or the sins of us at the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, it was really interesting watching this movie again and like, in like that. a on yeah no it's uh there's a lot so i do have the note the uh radio immediately having an excuse so that's yeah uh the old oh i liked it when he got the magazine and he's like oh let me get one of these the fashion mag for my wife and the old man's like "Mm mm-hmm, sure he knew what he was doing with those magazines so the way he looks at him he's like "Mm -hmm, yeah sure but without that context it just seems like a normal interaction of like hey, I gotta give these to the wife yeah alright yeah it's I know it's pretty funny um but yeah oh and you brought up the product placement the next note I had was yep. that great scene when him and his friend are hanging out and it's just
1: the beer Yep.
0: now that is a beer <laughs> and he's just showing the like, logo that is 100% a commercial it's so good and and i like that this movie didn't use real brands it could have yep. easily cheapened itself out by doing this joke but also using real brands dude the meta on that would have been fucking wild but i i don't like that meta because no that, i i agree
1: i, I mean, agree. no yeah
0: like i think you know what i think if it's like one of the first times somebody does it It can be funny where it's like, hey, we're still making a paycheck, but we're also making the joke that we're not making the joke that all this. uh, Yeah, that's funny. But nowadays, I feel like it's so saturated that companies like tell movies to make a meta joke about their thing instead of just being outright like because Adam Sandler does it a lot where he'll try to be like, (sighs) wow, this Pepsi is so delicious and I cannot wait to go home and drink more Pepsi. And then someone will be like, what, was this some kind of ad? But like, yes, it was. <laughs> like yeah, that, yes, It, it was, it, it was straight up an ad. Like where in this movie, they didn't actually take advertisements and try to cheapen itself by being like, oh, well, we're doing that joke. Let's make some money. It's like, no, the point is let's make this point. But yeah, so please. Uh, what are what are some what are some of your next thoughts?
1: Okay, so let me take a look at my notes. Okay, so when he's interacting with Lauren, that's when I'm like, okay, so he doesn't know.
0: Also, uh, wait, Lo- Lauren? Oh, uh, Sylvia, the fake Pepe Sylvia. epi Sylvia, the <laughs> no, yeah, it's the woman who tries to reveal to him that things are going awry. Because That's her, right because her okay. fake name is Lauren and then she reveals her real name is Sylvia.
1: That's right. Okay. Because there's also a part where I got confused and so in that, I think the first scene of him going to his job, he calls out and he's like, I'm looking for a Lauren, what was her last name? Was it Garland? Yeah." He's like, I'm looking for Lauren Garland or maybe Sylvia Garland. Is there anybody that's ever lived there? And they're like, no, sir, I'm sorry. But he, he's trying to keep it really quiet. So that way his coworkers don't know what he's talking about. And I thought, I'm like, okay, so there's clearly something going on with this person he's trying to find. But they haven't given us that information yet. And then it progresses a little bit. And you get a flashback. And so he's met a girl that he really liked and they hit it off but what ends up happening is she actually tries to reveal to him that this is all fake that this is it's a show that he's being watched i don't think she actually uses all those words but she keeps alluding almost
0: to, yeah basically like this is all for you this is all fake they're all watching you and yeah she kind of does use enough vague vague enough terms where you could think like oh is she just crazy is she talking about the CIA you know like if, if you're someone who doesn't know what she's talking about
1: yeah and the movie does a really good job because I I'm always critical on movies on how believable is the situation and she even says they're gonna be here any minute now and and a car drives down the beach the guy that gets out says I'm sorry I'm her father she does this all the time she's schizophrenic and even though I, I could tell right off the bat, okay, she's actually trying to tell him, you know, hey, you're you're being set up on this TV show. If I was on the beach after I ran away with some girl that I was interested in that started giving me all this weird information that kind of doesn't make sense, and then somebody whisked her away, although I would much more be in this position where I would have stopped the dad and be like, well, then let's. The only thing that sucks about this is it wouldn't have helped because I would have been like, "Let's call the police, have <laughs> right. them come here and check out the situation." But again, in this situation, and they again, just that's showed what, up
0: and agreed with the dad. Yeah,
1: that's why I think this movie does such a great job of. I couldn't have think thought of anything different to do in that situation to figure it out, and so you find out the reason he's taking these magazines. It's because he is ripping out parts of eyes, nose, and mouth to try to piece together what she looked like, because yeah. he never saw her again after that day. For the backstory, the TV show was pissed that she tried to divulge this information to him, and so she got kicked off the show, and, yeah. and she's kept out. I Do they try to imply that she's tried to send him messages in some way, shape, or form? I don't think so. Okay.
0: no because I think even on the talk show that he does later with the host um and the creator of the Truman show he says that stuff happened prior to the dad I I, I wasn't sure if he was lying he did say stuff happened prior to the dad incident and they show the guy coming in on the thing so maybe she hired them but that's never really like implied or anything like that at least heavily um but it is kind of shown that it's almost impossible to reach him. Like, this is like a megadome built in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, all this takes the place city. in a dome. and st- a I country. Guess, okay.
1: So we also have to talk about something that happens early on. Is his dad appears. And his dad's been gone. The last time he saw his dad... They were out sailing on a boat, convinced his dad to go out further. Dad falls off the boat in a storm. And because of that, he has this uh, crazy drowns. fear of water. And dad Yep. Yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah, he can't cross bodies of water now. But then he sees his dad. And when he goes to try to talk to his dad it's like the world is conspiring against him there's like a marching band or something that walks in yeah, front of him yeah all the
0: the and, group of runners go in front of him oh yeah um, it's, it's a group of runners not a marching band and
1: then he his dad gets whisked away onto a bus and and just taken. and he sees his whole so sorry he sees this whole thing unfold and he starts you know piecing something's wrong he goes to tell his mom you know hey I I saw dad and she's like
0: I see him too all the time Mm -hmm. Spirit of Christmas bullshit She says She says something weird that I mean I guess it makes sense because it's not Her real Son but Mm -hmm. She says something along The lines of you're the only Kid we ever had Watching this again I was like Confused because I Thought that's kind of an allusion to There being a sibling or something, but there there isn't. And I remembered there not being. And I was kinda mm. like, that's a weird way of her being like, Well, you're the only kid we've ever had. And I I, I don't know. I, I I think the implication was that it's not actually her kid. Right. He was adopted by the company, which is hilarious, that comment. You're oh, so he's the first child adopted by an a, a corporation. Which again can almost be a bit of a religious Allegory, where it's like oh. it's not necessarily obviously like it, indoctrination, maybe you can, yeah. Or maybe you can consider church a corporation, but the idea that Jesus isn't necessarily Mary and Joseph's baby, it's God's baby. It's it, it's a it's an adopted baby from you're, God. You're gonna
1: piss off so many people. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> just the
0: truth, man. You're telling me Jesus isn't God's child. You trying baby. to piss me off? No, I'm just kidding
1: me off fuck them he pissed me off
0: <laughs> but yeah I, uh but no i was feeling the, those kind of allegories there a little bit um i did like the scene where the where truman and his wife were about to have sex and then it cuts to the two security guards and the one just keeps saying very disappointedly you don't see anything like sometimes it, it could just ca- cut you have to cut yeah. the camera away they play some music and you see like some wind blow you, you don't see anything like he just keeps saying you don't see anything
1: <laughs> again it, it was really interesting because you kept getting these cuts too there's also a, a diner and everyone is wearing like buttons that say truman so the whole world is enamored and loves this man in the yeah. show
0: a big part of it because i, I do like how they include characters that don't care where it's like, there will be like a delivery guy who's doing something or like, like someone shows up at the security center who clearly doesn't care about the, the show. Oh, I think it's their boss. And they're like, Cause they're, they're like, like, oh, like, he's
1: finding the car. Yeah. yeah he's leave finding the, the keys car, there
0: like... or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, clearly there are people in the world who don't care about, it, which I do like. And I think that's the part of it that I think I compare to free guy or like ready player one where they try to make this moment where everyone in the world is watching this moment, but they don't do a well enough job of making it clear that a big group of people care about this one thing and also making it clear that not literally everyone in the world, because I think there's a moment at the end of Free Guy, and I'm sorry to harp on this, but there's a moment at the end of Free Guy where it shows like, literally children and people from every part of the country and every part of the world watching this happen and if they did that in in truman show I think it would have been like, well this is kind of silly. Like they show enough to make you realize, oh there's fanatics.
1: There, there's they... a and there's a global fan base, yeah. but it's not every human is pausing their <laughs> yes. life to watch this at any given moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's the part that's like, okay, this movie this is what they were trying to do in those movies but didn't succeed. Um yeah, the the only gripe I will say I've had I had with this movie rewatching it was I didn't really believe the romance between him and Sylvia Lauren. not that I didn't believe it. They're good actors, like they clearly like show that they have a connection. I think it's just the idea of them meeting that quickly and then being pulled away, and then it, he's so obsessed i I, I think. I think there could have been a version where she's still like part of his life for a couple weeks or at least a while. Mm. And then she starts feeding him things that she shouldn't be. And then she gets pulled away only. But again, his life is designed in such a specific way where if someone was to pop up like this and be that like interesting and and different that it probably would stick with you. But yeah, I I that was my only thing where I'm like I wish she would have been a bigger part of his life before she's pulled away. So
1: you you really answered a, a point that I was going to hit on in that is because everyone is designed to be like Truman, like everyone knows him in this town, everybody loves him. She's the only one that was kind of like not falling mm-hmm. over herself, like she had an interest and so it's Again, when you're talking about his entire life from birth, that the world has literally revolved around him on the set, to have someone that had that slight disconnect, I could see that there was something that had created an interest, and then with her being whisked away, there was a sense of, like, I'm missing something, and I felt like she was a key to it
0: yeah because of how weird it was there's no doubt it would stick in your mind it would be something but yeah i i think the love part of it the actual romance part of it it's it's almost like if she was a character that just revealed that he was in a alternate reality and he didn't believe it but it was still a little thing like that would have been okay to be like a one day thing that just kind of happens but for it to be like his love interest I felt like it could have just been a little bit more expelled upon, but I'll say for an hour
1: and like almost 50 minutes, this could have been a two and a half hour movie. And I would have, yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. Add 10 minutes of her being in his life for a couple weeks. And then she starts accidentally feeding in a little things. And then it's like, oh, they keep trying to pull her away. But yeah, no, they it's, it's, it's an almost perfect movie. The way it is. It's like, that's just me trying to find something that I was like, eh, that could have been better, I guess. Um, Uh,
1: Also, the guy that is interviewing Kristoff, is he the news anchor on The Simpsons?
0: Oh, maybe. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I have to look that up. Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: We're doing... Hello, everyone. Uh... Simpsons news anchor voice actor I we're going to we're going to fact check this for you
0: Yep that's him because I'm looking at him right now on the cast of Truman show Harry Shearer Yep so, Yep Harry yep. Shearer Cuz I was going to say I'll start backwards I'll look at the Truman show cast and then yep. work from there
1: So that's your uh, your fun little movie wow. uh, find is because when I heard the voice I'm like, I fucking know that voice. That's Dad. so
0: interesting. I heard it, but I didn't like connect it.
1: But now now you hear it.
0: Now I hear it. Wow. I uh
1: oh, so I've casted.
0: We we've skipped a little bit in the story a little bit, but uh, that's yes, fine. Let's- but that but that's fine. We we I like our I like our free flowing conversation. But we cuz we skipped over the part where he's kind of interacting with his wife and trying to get her to like admit That something Oh, that was such a good scene yeah because it's you can almost see how it's a scene that could be framed in like a a thriller or horror kind of way but it's still played for laughs but you're also you don't feel like it's cheap i don't it's i don't know how they do it it's so well done
1: again it it was one of those situations where I, i when again i i have a tendency to put myself in in character's shoes and it's part of the reasons why I think I really like and I really don't like things Yeah, but for him it was one of those I, I don't know what I would have done any differently and then again she makes a comment help or, or stop do like something. she clearly do something she yells out to a third party and he's like
0: yeah oh I love how he grabs the three or she first grabs the three pro, like that oh my god that was so again that was
1: funny comedy. but also could have been like
0: and then the way ha- he grabs her and then pulls her around and you're like whoa is he gonna attack her and then like and then she says do something and that's the moment where he's like who the fuck are you talking to and I loved where she just almost literally gave up being his wife every yep. moment from that point on everything she says is almost her saying it to the director but it sounds like she could be saying it to Truman because like yep. at, because When she hugs um, Marlon when he finally comes in, and he always comes in with the six pack,
1: he always
0: oh my gosh, just always gets that six pack
1: TV show trope from like the 90s. The buddy comes
0: over with a beer, and hey buddy, yeah, but yeah, she says, uh, Talk about the war. Oh, I didn't write down exactly what she says, but yeah, she says something along the lines of, I can't do this anymore, it's just so yep. unprofessional. How can I work under these conditions or something like, or how can I do this under these conditions? Um, Yeah. And it's clearly just her yelling and actually crying towards the director and the creator, but it still sounds like she's acting because it sounds like she's crying the same way she would with true. It's yeah, it's really, it's really good. And, and the same thing, like I like how, when he's talking with his friend, Marlon and the director is feeding Marlon lines
1: Bro, that was heartbreaking. Like that, I was actually like, oh my God. To, to again, yes. a childhood friend that has been a plant?
0: Yeah, because he's actually, and to think even on Marlon's side, he's actually been living this life because I think of it, even from that angle, is something that a lot of people don't talk about, I've noticed when reviewing this, is the people who decided to live this life with Truman.
1: Those I'm are more people- surprised he didn't break at any point.
0: Those are people that they've dedicated their... Like, he, Like I even noticed... Did you notice, you know, um, when he goes to him and he's saying he's breaking, uh, at one point, Marlon is, like, filling a candy. Because yep. he said he's, like, a machine. Oh, vending machine filler or whatever. You should yep. try doing that. That's really boring as hell. While he's doing it... I don't know if this was on purpose, but I think it was, and it's hilarious. It's almost like he realized he doesn't have enough candy bars to continue this conversation because it's not meant to last that long. So yep. while Truman is looking away, he grabs five of them back out of the vending machine and then starts putting them back in slowly. Oh, I
1: don't know if I I, I caught oh, that. It's quick. Oh my god. It's
0: quick. But like I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it's so funny where it's like I could tell he's like oh um yeah, yeah, man, like yeah. Um but yeah, I love those little but but when he tells him like I would never lie to you. When he tries to I'm say big? that, yeah, like, you can tell he's really choked up, and because this is someone who's literally lived his life since childbirth, with Truman being his friend. Like, that's something I think is glossed over. These people also lived their entire lives with Truman. Like, that's crazy.
1: Because I, I, again, I kept putting myself in, like, what would you do if one day you found out, like you you were hanging out at my house or something like that, and you're like, "What is this like script for working mm, with Tyler?" And it's all the things you
0: just said, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and you find out I'm actually just a paid person to be, like there there. It's a level that I can't even begin to imagine. And again, as we've discussed multiple times, I have a thing with being kidnapped, but this is almost like a reverse kidnapping where they, they set the world around you up. Yeah. So you, there's no, there's nowhere to be kidnapped because you're already there to be trapped in this place. And everything that has happened to you has been again, controlled. The, the only thing is I, I feel like I would go into a state of, I'm going to start destroying things, especially
0: kind of does a little bit.
1: Well, what I mean is, when there's one point where he's starting to realize something's off. So one of the things that happens, and this is where I thought they might go into it more with, uh, Sylvie, like trying to help interfere is his radio is picking up like the radio conversations of the people who are managing it. Cause they say, Oh yeah, he's making the turn on Lancaster as he's making the turn. And he realizes this is almost being entirely directed and and spoken as to what's happening to me and then it switches back and i almost thought that was sylvie trying to like interfere with like the radio to kind of show Mm. him there's stuff going on i see but because of that situation there's a point where instead of going into work he runs into a random building that he normally wouldn't have and the elevator doors open up and you see like a backdrop of a scene If something like that happened, I'm not going to lie. I would be on a 50-50 split of I'm going to start breaking things and like driving a car into a building because... I think I'm being fucked with at a level that I am not ready to handle.
0: Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And, and yeah, like I said, he kind of does that. He doesn't go to the extent yes. of, bre- he but doesn't he- go
1: destructive, but he begins to question and not trust anything. And yeah. that's what catches us up to the point where he's having the conversation with Marlon.
0: Um, yeah. Well, at, even at with his machine. wife where he has the, the breakdown in the car, And does like circles around. And then he's in the one lane. There's a bunch of cars blocking him. He's like, oh, he's like kind of weird to see these cars blocking us. And then he does a bunch of circles, comes back to the same road. And he's like, huh, all the cars are gone. Like he's kind of like just breaking down. And they actually do get out of town. But then there's what, like a nuclear plant leak? Nuclear waste. And
1: I think what was, again, a really great way to show that he now knows almost entirely that something is going on is when the police officer says, well, have a good day." After telling them, "Yeah, you can't go there. There's a nuclear leak. You have to turn around." He goes, "Have a good day, Truman." And he's like, "You've never met me. How would you possibly know?" And this I love is my it because
0: name? he never he doesn't say it. That's the best thing. Is like that's why the movie is so good because I think a dumber movie would have had him go, "Have a good day, Truman," oh, wait a minute. and then Truman goes, "How do you know my name?" And he goes, "Oh well, I uh, I saw your." License plate, and we ran your plates when you drove. Like they would have made some dumb reason, but no, it's just the look on Jim Carrey's face tells you he never said his name. How does he know his name? Yeah, and that's
1: the point where I a hundred percent would have done exactly what he did. I just would have ran. Yeah, I just, I went just would have it. ran in a direction.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was interesting because I I stumbled upon something that I don't know is a hundred percent true but they said there was an original script for this movie that was much more of a thriller and kind of horror themed where it started off with you not knowing that he's in a show and then it's slowly revealed and he kind of goes crazy and like starts doing like erratic things where at one point, the thing that that scene relates to is apparently he like holds up like a newborn baby from, uh, from a mother. And he's like, tell me that what's actually happening, or I will smash this baby into the ground. And she's like, I don't know anything. I don't know who you are. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. And like, he like comes to his like senses and goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Here you go. And she goes, oh, it's okay, Truman. And puts the baby back in the thing. And then he's like, what the fuck? Like, and like, I love that, but I can also see how that's too much. Like, if Jim Carrey did that in the movie, you'd be like, you would lose your connection to him. You'd be like, whoa, you just tried to kill a baby. Because the
1: whole time, because, again, the whole time you're rooting for him. And, again, it's one of those, I would understand maybe where that that break kind of happens, but it would kind of give him the side where he... Was he the type of guy really willing to suffer- sacrifice a baby?
0: Yeah, that, it's still a great scene with that cop. That's still a, such a perfect pinpoint of oh like gosh. he knows for sure. Um, but yeah, the whole scene with his his friend happens, and I uh, yeah, I don't have too much notes after that because again, I I started to just get lost into the movie. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: because again, after the the Lauren comment I said, I was like, oh, so he's living in a set. The next one after that was, is the guy interviewing the director of Voice from Simpsons.
0: Yes. And which
1: again, that is, that is quite a jump in terms of the notes that I would be typically taking.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because it's it, it makes you wonder. There's almost kind of like an ego thing attached to it a little bit where I think the director or the, sorry, the interviewer mentions like this is the first interview that's ever been done with him, and he doesn't like doing interviews, and he's a very secretive man, and all that type of stuff. And it seems like the second he starts leaning into the being the personality of the show, and like, oh, I'm the god of the show, that's when Truman has the opportunity to kind of do his thing and realize like where he is, and because it's when Christoph isn't paying attention and doing these other things is when Truman is making his way through the city. And like you have, um, God damn it. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Paul Giamatti and the other guy who kind of don't give a shit half the time and not really paying attention. Um, which, which ends up leading to his escape where while Christoph is sleeping during the middle of the night, Uh, Truman is able to make it seem like he's cleaning the basement and moving things around and then like goes to bed when he shuts the light off. But instead of doing that, he crawls out and sneaks out, which does have one of the worst tropes of the 90s. And still to this day does not hold up. And I fucking hate it because you can't even do it with today's technology.
1: Which one?
0: It's the part where the Enhance. The, Zoom
1: in, Enhance.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah that, as soon as
1: they said the Enhance, I was like, yeah. no, you don't Enhance. I,
0: nothing could do that. There's still not even technology that can make it where it's like, oh, make this 480p blurry camera into 4K quality hand that I can see grabbing something. That That's stupid. But also... They have technology that can make an entire bio system. And, and, so, and that's why I okay. was like,
1: you know, maybe this guy just... Uh, again, I, I think because it leaned a little bit into that that comedic side as well, you were able to have that balance of, yeah, I, I'll buy into that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Truman escapes, and they don't realize where he is at first. They're doing their little town crawl, which I think is funny because they're still trying to almost cover their asses to make it seem like they could convince him that things are not weird when he comes back. Like it's it still feels like they're still trying to not blow their cover fully, right? Yep. And then the director realizes he must be out on sea, which again is kind of his own downfall because the one thing he was afraid of was water. But I think yep. the second that he brought his dad back into his life because oh, we didn't mention that. He does reinstall his actual dad back into the Truman show of his life after the whole homeless thing Um, but I think by doing that it skirted his fear of water because he realized like oh well my dad didn't die and this has been a lie so I'm going to take that boat out and they don't think that so he's like oh we haven't checked the sea Um, so yeah I I like that when he goes out on the ocean get those shots I'm out there
1: (laughs) It was so interesting because I kept looking for things where, again, my my almost HR analytical that I was like, ah, I'm not really buying this, but I I really couldn't find anything throughout watching it. Uh, again, it there I it set up enough of a suspension of disbelief, given the kind of setting that it's in, the situation he's in, that I I I just really. I followed it and I I even liked at one point that I I thought it was really clever because early on in the movie they tell him oh you need to cross the water for for work and he ends up as Jim Carrey likes to do in his roles running away from the job and later on in the movie they tell that same uh, boat captain will go after him and he's like I don't know how to drive a boat I'm an actor
0: yeah well no he says I'm usually a bus driver but he couldn't even drive the bus yep. in the first scene and I yeah and then the guy's like yeah they I know don't know how to drive their yeah yep. and it was cool because he did seem genuinely like I like that there's a moment where you felt like the actor kind of broke character and actually felt bad for Truman as a person and and, and he yeah. just kind of goes sorry son and then walks off the bus and doesn't say anything and it's like you almost felt like maybe for a second that guy actually wanted to try to help Truman, but didn't couldn't and didn't know how and was like, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. Th- uh, so when he's out on the boat, you know, that's when Kristoff has like his big God complex moment, starts sending out all the waves and he's like, oh, he'll turn back. Don't worry. He's definitely going to turn back. Turn
1: up the waves. And even at this point, the people who are filming are like, you got to stop. Like yeah. this is kind, of, which I I liked. I think if it was one of those, if they're all like, "Yeah, gladiator battles die," I'd be like, "Well, it kind of defeats the purpose that these people love this character." Yeah. But the fact that they seemed really like, "Whoa, is is he gonna be okay?" They seemed actually concerned about him yeah. and not about the show, where Kristoff lost sight of that. And it became about his control over Truman. Because I thought it was funny at one point he says in the interview, you know, if Truman really wanted, he would be able to get out of this. And then he goes to the point where he's willing to risk Truman's life to prevent him. Exactly. And even the one of the network execs, I don't know if that was his title, but it felt like he was one of those where he was yeah. telling Christoph, you need to stop. And he's like, no, I'll say when we stop.
0: Yeah, Turn And even Paul and it, Giamatti is like, I'm not pressing it he's like no you 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 created him and now you want to kill him and i I want you don't even care and yeah he does it himself and he surprisingly doesn't die but again there's almost like a symbolism of him like drowning and then rebirth and i noticed again i could be overthinking it but i noticed he's he's laid over the side of the the, the, uh, his arms out. Yeah. Yeah. The boat with his arms out and the rope is laid over him in the line of a cross while he's oh, laid I out. don't
1: think I, I paid attention to the, the rope, but I, I like, I know there was rope on him because yeah. again, they, they were able to set it up enough where he had gotten wrapped up and, and that's how it, it kept him tied. Because, again, sometimes Ola can be like, how would he have not fallen off the fucking boat?
0: Yeah, because she but, makes it a point. She's like, don't capsize it. He tied himself to the boat. Like, she says it. Like, yeah, like, um... Uh, yeah, I actually... This is the part that I thought was pretty crazy. Do you remember the shot of his ass? Oh, yes, Where when he's, he's doing the gardening. In there,
1: and then he just, like, looks back. And I. That was such a fucking funny scene. Because he's uh, in these short shorts, and it's, it's
0: just... Oh my god! And I love it because that even comes back later because he dug the hole to get himself out and then used the lawnmower to cover up, like that. Yeah, I like that. just
1: realized that that's what that was for. Oh my god, that's yeah. so genius!
0: So good. Um, okay, so the thing that really tied this all together for me as like a biblical allegory, and this is how we'll kind of wrap up this conversation here because this will be the most boring part, is that um, when he is reborn. He raises the sails of the boat, and the sails read the number 139. And immediately, I googled John
1: 139.
0: I googled Bible 139. I just had to look it up. So it's a psalm of 139. Psalm. Okay. Um, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. And at, at fir- I, I genuinely am surprised at how much it relates to the story of Truman. So, uh, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know me when I sit, and you know me when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my laying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. Where can I go for your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I lay in the bed of my depths, you are there. And there's more to go on to it, but like, it's literally like Truman's allegory of like, yeah, trying to figure out his meaning of life. If he and Kristoff being the god, the presence that's always there and is always kind of like the, the word in the back of his mind, and being it's very, it, I I was like, whoa, if this isn't on purpose, holy shit, like that's fucking insane. <laughs>
1: Oh, and another thing, just because I, I thought it was really interesting in the details of the scene, is the entire time he's trying to get to Fiji, because uh, he's, he believes that Sylvie left to go to Fiji, that that's where her dad took her after what had happened, Yeah, and so he's multiple times trying to leave for Fiji, so he goes to a travel agent to get a flight, and if you look at the posters it's like there's a lightning striking a plane and it says it can happen to anyone. They're
0: all negative. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's all, it's all negative about travel. And then I think it's even referenced that like, Oh, he works in insurance. He would never do something like that. Again, he was put into a career that shows the dangers of traveling.
0: Yeah. He's been, he's been entirely manipulated to never want to leave this place. And you know, all the newspapers, this is the best place on earth. And like, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think this is a, a really great movie. Yeah, like even besides all of the weird fucking, like, analytical shit I was making. Because I love, he does say a good line where they're looking at the sky. And he says, yeah, that's painted by the big man himself. And that's it. But it's like... Oh, yeah. It's like it's genius. Where it's like that he's not actually referring to God. He's talking about Kristoff. It's painted by the yep. big man himself. Like, yeah, it's it's really really good um all right so I, we should wrap this up we've been talking a okay while, but... so
1: it, it, the ending part because it was the last thing that I, oh, yeah, I just sorry sorry is he he finally makes it to a door so his boat crashes at the end and he hits the end and that's when he realizes he's this is a dome it's a wall yeah, beautiful scene real. when he's
0: pounding on the wall oh my and, god dude yeah.
1: the scenery on that was just amazing and so he starts walking along the wall and there's a door that's the exit. And that's the when the Kristoff has the conversation. Because it's kind of posed to him. You can stay here. You can continue this life. Nothing on the outside is as real as you'll find in here. And there's kind of that moment where the door's open and it's just dark. It, it's just darkness. And he he says his final line of, well, if I don't see you again. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, or good, good, night. Afternoon, <laughs> good night. Or good night. And... And then walks through it, and, and what he does I the love bow,
0: that fucking like final yeah, bow.
1: The the two things that I loved about it was everyone cheers for him. The whole world was actually excited that oh my god he made it out. It, it wasn't this like oh and again if you're really telling me that these people were connected to this character, then him him finding out the biggest secret in his life. Yeah, that that should definitely be something worth him discovering and and, and then being yeah, proud of. It's a good arc, <laughs> a great arc, Noah's arc. And so <coughs> immediately after that, like it, it goes back to the security officers or the cops, whoever they are, and they're like, "All right, what else is on?" Yep, and, and it ends. kind of shows that that that. And I loved. It's so funny because I would have been happy if they went on for like another forty five minutes to an hour. But because they just ended that, it wasn't her. Sylvie was on the other side of that door to kiss him and they And She off does the go sunset. running
0: out. She there's an implication because she kind of yeah, runs yeah, out of I, her apartment as if she's going to meet him, which is kind of silly because it's like, where where are you going?
1: Where do you Unless where? she's like, I'm gonna go pick him up because he's probably just gonna be standing there confused as fuck.
0: But like, where? Um, where in that that dome is like cities. Why? Do you know what I mean? Like what? Oh, that's that's true. Yeah. I, it's a little um, silly, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But, <laughs>
1: and and the fact that they didn't need to tell you out the ending. No, that 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 it, it it just was an ending and you understood it if you were following the movie that this is his chance. To make a decision for himself that is no longer being controlled by other people it wasn't a narrator and and from that day forward he was no longer controlled under Kristoff. and
0: yeah because that would have given a weird kind of irony where it's like well then the narrator is controlling his life right where in this sense they kind of made it where it's clear he's no longer the main character you don't even nobody cares it doesn't matter he's he disappears into
1: darkness there yeah
0: yeah. but it is interesting that jim carrey himself has his own theory about how the movie would continue and he he actually doesn't like it well not that he doesn't like he loves the movie but he thinks that it's a sad ending because from his own experience of being famous he said that once truman got out into the street people would love him, and they'd be excited at first, but then they would just want him to go back into the Dome. They want the show. They want to watch Truman. So that's his takeaway from it, which oh, is...
1: wow, wow. Yeah, that's because they, heavy.
0: Because they're big, they've are big. they been watching it for 30 years or whatever. Like, it's their life. So once they see him on the street, and they're like, hey, but also, are we going to get that new episode next week? Like, you know, he doesn't outright say it how I'm saying it, but he says oh, like they yeah. would want Truman back in the Dome. And... I kind of almost. I think maybe I agree with that a little bit. There would be at least a group of people who would be like, "Oh well, that's great and all that you're free, but are we going to get new episodes?" Like, yeah, it's it's an interesting and, and takeaway. May, maybe
1: there there's a there's a way around that. Of it would lose the interest of he he now knows and it, it wouldn't. Make yeah, of course, the show it wouldn't the be same. the same. But but still, that idea of he gets out, but the entire world still knows who he is. And he doesn't even know who he is.
0: Yeah, um, it's almost it, yeah. It's a bittersweet ending because it is what he deserves. But th- there's actually there's an allegory. Um, I believe it's Plato had an old tale about the shadows. Do, do you know Do you know about this at all? A uh, cave shadows where he's he made a. Oh, a, if that's
1: all you ever know. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I've, yeah, I've it, seen this briefly before. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was the so for people who don't know, it's the story where. Plato basically proposed this idea where if there's a group of people who were raised in a cave where all they were ever shown were shadow puppets on a wall and that was their existence, they would believe that that's all that there is to life. And then if one day they had the ability to leave that cave and actually see the real world, even though the real world would be scary and they wouldn't know how to traverse it, they would 100% prefer the real world. Over the shadows. Yep. And that's kind of what the Kristoff character displays, where he's kind of like, yep. in my world, you never have to be scared. In my world, everything is perfect for you, Truman. You don't have to worry. And Truman's just like, I would prefer to be scared. I'd prefer to not know what I'm getting into for reality. You know, um, there are some people that think that this movie is an allegory for the, uh, the elite. Or quote unquote Illuminati, or like, like, al- like altering your mind to a greater existence, where it's like, mm. where it's people telling you that, oh, there is no, there is no greater beyond your own existence. Stop trying to do it with with drugs and with like sacrifices and Illuminati shit. Stop it. There's no. But when you do it, oh my God, there is actually a whole. Some people think that's an allegory, which. Maybe, but interesting. Yeah. Something tells me Jim Carrey would have revealed that by now because he don't give a fuck. He will say yeah, anything about yeah, the industry. I, I, I love him. <laughs> uh, but all right, uh, what do you give this movie?
1: Uh, one out of ten. Fair. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, ten out of ten. Oh, this you missed is a, a
0: zero. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is a motherfucking ten out of ten. It it, it was perfect. It had me wanting more, but but gave me everything that I needed within the movie itself.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. 10 out of 10. I want to watch it again, like right now. Like, it's one of those movies that as we're talking about it, I'm like, oh man. You want to go, go wanna... watch the movie? Let's go fucking watch it right now. Let's go fucking watch the movie. Let's fucking, watch, let's fucking movie. watch Party. I'm glad we got to end our Jim Sember with uh, this incredible movie. Uh it's, it's so fun doing this too. Again, I know this is kind of silly saying 29 episodes in, but... It's fun having you experience a movie fresh because, like, I can't imagine having a conversation with someone who about this movie where they would be like, man, at the beginning, I didn't even know if he knew he was in. Because mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, this, like, yeah, like, like, I, I love that you haven't seen some of these movies because it's like, this is like talking with someone who just came out of it in 1998. who's <laughs> like, dude, I'm a whoa, fucking time capsule of emotion. <laughs> exactly. Like, Godfather?
1: never seen it don't know what's going on yeah. there but everybody else has
0: Yeah, dude to be fair when I was like 10 I thought that there were vampires in Godfather because I saw <laughs> like the wrong version of something once yeah it's not it's not important um, uh, but alright so it is your turn to suggest a movie for next week what all do right. we have um, besides Takashi have- Kashi which I promise I will watch
1: yes you will watch Takashi Kashi we have a okay yeah i I got the name wrong again we have a incredible movie it is a classic that came out in 2021 and it stars none other than nicky cage my friend yes yes we're watching yes Yes. willie's wonderland
0: yes oh i'm so excited i haven't watched this yet
1: it is Time for you to watch Willy's Wonderland.
0: Dude, I am so excited. All right. Hell yeah. So if you don't want to be spoiled for Willy's Wonderland, make sure to watch it before next week's episode. New episodes of the Neon Valley Podcast are posted every Monday, and these movie club episodes are posted on Thursdays. So make sure to keep up. Uh, We have our Reddit, r slash Neon Valley Pod. Make sure to join that Discord. Link is in the bio. Patreon. Follow that Patreon. Be a lovely Patreon over at Patreon at the Neon Valley Pod. All of it's Neon Valley Pod, if I'm being honest. And uh, make make sure to leave us some questions. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. Any uh, tips you might have. Suggestions. Yeah. Well, 100% ignore them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but all right, guys, we appreciate you. We'll see you next week.
1: Peace, y'all. Later.